Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. Since we are in the business of questioning every area of life, every industry, and we think that everything is going to be up for review with this new paradigm. What do we think is the future of the fashion industry? Like, let's talk about how we reimagine that in a way that really honors people's individuality, aka them becoming their real selves, and the dehomogenization of the collective, so that we can iterate into expressing who we really are. I wonder which parts of fashion currently are actually helping us with that and maybe which parts aren't. I think that the conversation around the fashion industry and the issues with the fashion industry are typically centered around the environmental impact of them, which I think Mm -hmm. is a totally separate conversation. I think you can probably Google Mm -hmm. its negative impact and all those things. Like, I don't think we even sit here and try to give you facts on that. Um, But beyond that, when you're looking at it as a whole, to me, every time you talk about the new paradigm, I'm always thinking that's one of the things that is going to fall apart. Like the way that it's structured just so doesn't support individuality in the way that we think it does. But Mm. the current way that it's being done is, um, I think, homogenization and disguise there's a whole line from the bottom up that's like designed to convince us that we need things that we don't need. And it actually isn't this like natural being inspired by what somebody's wearing and being like, you know what? I feel like I would really enjoy wearing that because it looks so good on them. It's Mm -hmm. actually getting into our heads and convincing us in an egoic way that we need these things I know I'm I don't know if you have ever been um, a victim of this but it's something that I've had to really decondition in myself of constantly needing a new outfit for everything oh I saw that on an influencer that means that I need it to be cool and it was in a very um validating myself of if I have that then I'll be cool or if I have a new outfit for everybody to look at it will be cool and I went through years of doing this and realizing that I was doing it for the internet you know like why do I need a new outfit for every occasion for the because of a photo that's going to go on the internet Mm. I got to the root of it and realized that that was why I was actually doing it I don't think I'm the only person that does that feels that way yeah it's interesting because when you say that it makes me think about when you think about the root of conditioning in anything it's that when you are continuously exposed to the same message over and over and over again it blunts your natural fancies and abilities so the more you expose yourself to 
no matter how many people are sharing, how many influencers are on the internet, it's like, if you are exposing yourself to a lot of it, you just by definition are going to have a higher chance of being homogenized, of being conditioned in real time versus compared to if you take the other extreme, someone who doesn't have the internet, doesn't have Instagram and just, you know, uses their authority to or their strategy to have a gut response to, yes, I actually just love this. It makes me happy to look at it. It makes me happy to wear it. It makes me feel good to wear it, right? Versus, or, um, you know, the emotional authority of like, it makes me happy when I see it in my closet or happy when I see it on myself. It's like a when we honor the feeling good of just the pure wearing and having of an object rather than what we think it's going to give us and the type of, whatever whatever form of love and belonging right whether that's validation whether that's cool whether that's admiration whether that's jealousy envy all those things that we think the clothes are going to give us it's like we use the clothes as a means to an end rather than just what we're supposed to be doing in every area of life which is just following taking everything in itself as an end so i think you're really right that it almost narrows down the choices if we see everyone wearing the same you know, Prada tank top and the same Loave tank top and the same, all these things, it is going to make you think that you're going to want that because you're seeing it everywhere. Whereas if you were exposed to a wider variety of things, or if you were exposed to actually less of anything, you would probably have a more organic, natural voice. And you would probably also be able to notice yourself having a stronger response to something um something else but you just all that's all you know and even though it looks like the world is getting bigger because we're exposed to more people it's also getting smaller because we've spoken about this before but the internet actually narrows down and um kind of makes your world your world view let's say smaller because you're just only exposing yourself to things that you think you should want and those things might not be even things that you think you should want it might be people that you you know, they look like they're having such a fun life and they look so happy. So you want to dress like them, but the dressing like them isn't going to give you the happiness. So you may as well think about reverse engineering and think about your own happiness. Right. Right. And I think that like the over the current model of how we're being fed fashion and expression and what that's supposed to mean, um, the overexposure, like you said, I never even thought about that way is almost overriding our own authorities on what would be correct for us or what we actually want where now I think not even just because of environmental reasons but more because I did feel like I was putting my I was just like letting other people lead my decisions around what I needed and then I kind of as you come back to yourself and you go wait a minute let me actually ask my instincts my spleen when I buy something is this something that I actually want do I actually care about having this outfit to post on the like in real life do I care more about wearing this outfit because it makes me feel good or do I actually just want it to post it on the internet and for me that is not something that I want to make decisions around of just posting things on the internet and so I've had to like reel that back so it is Mm. kind of coming back to your own authority around things and I don't know that it's this, you know, evil person at the top that is like trying to homogenize us. It's just this, the way that it's set up and life is always going to show us, you always say this, 
when you're transitioning, when we're transitioning into a time when we're supposed to be more individual, we're being presented with a world that is trying to make us not individual so that we can be more individual and you be, you know what? No, I'm actually going to do it this way. So I do think, and you asked me this a couple, a couple weeks ago, I don't even know when it was, but you're like, but what does that look like? What does, Mm. what does a fashion industry look like that actually you know, is good for the environment, is supporting people's individuality. And I do think that there is ways that we can do it. Um, Mm. Yeah. If you've ever heard of like a rental company, for example, where people can rent outfits, I think that that's one great way because then you're not investing hundreds of dollars in an outfit that you maybe are going to wear once to a wedding, but maybe you can just use it as a form of self-expression. Then you send it back and there's something beautiful about someone else getting to then enjoy that piece of clothing. And we have really fun um, and helpful tips in the app, um, in the tip section about shopping for your design, because there are also other ways. Like, for example, one of the things we say, which is, it sounds silly, but again, like every area of your life is an opportunity for alignment and alignment will bleed into all the other areas. So, for example, if you're an emotional Impulse buying is just not a good idea, especially when it comes to something like clothes. Okay, let's say you bought something on Amazon, like in the heat of the moment, like maybe that will cost you less, um, you know, financially and also just like alignment wise. But, you know, to put something in your closet is a very intimate act. It's an expression of your real essence. It's an expression of your individuality. And of course that will change. And of course you'll have phases and of course all those things. But you know, very tangible things like this, we can apply human design to every single area. The The instruction manual is always the same. We just have to look at little different corners of our lives and say, how does it apply here? How does it apply here? And also, no matter how high you go, the instruction manual stays the same, right? So whether you are step one of your journey, it's still you know, listen to your emotions or listen to your gut or listen to your spleen. And then even when you are so aligned, the answer, when you are in a conundrum, you will see all of a sudden how the answer is. It's life again, asking you to listen to your spleen again, even deeper in a more challenging way, in a way that feels harder, whatever it is. And so even with something like clothes, um, you know, it for some people it's creative expression, for some people it's purely functional, for some people it's about just being soft and being comfortable. I would also suggest that you look at your strongest sense in the app to figure out like what's the way that you interact with life the most, right? Because if you're out of vision, then visuals are going to be really important to you. If you're touch, I would shop by literally, you know, maybe either shopping in real life or ordering a bunch of stuff and feeling the fabrics and sending them back. But the same if you're really sensitive, right? So not even to do with your outer vision, but if you have gift 19 of sensitivity or gift 37 or gift 40 or gift 49, gift 59, gift six, these are all very touch-based gifts. And so with that, for example, like fabrics are going to be really important to you. And there might be other things in your chart that would make the fabric equally important to you. Um, There might be some people who, for example, if your digestion is consecutive appetite, those could be the people that just want to wear, they want to buy 20 of the same sweaters and 20 of the same, you know, pants. And then they just, that is their uniform. And maybe it changes a little here and there seasonally or whatever, but like not really that much. Or the people that are supposed to be seasonal eaters, they just, you know, have their staple, you know, outfit for each season type of thing. And and they just rinse and repeat. (laughs) Steve jobs it. So it's really, I think when you can go 
to your chart and look at it through a lens each time you read it differently. So like read through it as if you're learning about just how you would shop. And that would be your instruction manual for how you shop. And then you read it again through the lens of thinking about how it applies to your relationship. And then read it again thinking about food. And then read it again thinking about you, your relationship to your oldest son. Whatever. As small as you want to make it. Music. Whatever. You will get answers when you truly revisit the purity of this information through a new lens of your life. And try to see how each piece, each nugget relates to and applies to that thing. So with fashion, I think you want to look at your chart, you want to look at all those pieces and cues, and then think about what's really important to you from fashion. Um, obviously, for some people, if it's more your calling, for whatever reason, you really love it, then that's okay too. It's it's not cooler to not care either. It's just about doing what's right for you. But it's also about understanding that you don't want to use and abuse your clothes for the wrong reasons, for your egoic reasons, right? So anytime you have a little temptation or a little tickle to do something for validation or to do something to be envied or to make people jealous or to front about who you are instead of try to be more of who you are, it's in those moments when you resist that temptation that you create the change in yourself, right? So fashion is a relatively easy place to say, do you know what? I actually find that just because everyone else is wearing it, does it appeal to me? And if it does, then great. Thank that for coming into your field and you've had a positive response to it. Amazing. But equally, if you've run it through your filter and you say, I just want it because I want to look like those cool people. And I think that's what's going to make me cool in this moment. Just go ahead six months in advance. And remember, it's going to be they're all going to be reselling it or it's going to be at the back of their closets and you might probably find them equally as cool. So it isn't about the tank that they're wearing, right? So it's in those tiny moments where you're tempted to do something that is not necessarily um, purely from within. And it's not, it doesn't come at a huge cost, right? It's not like you changing necessarily your job or your relationship for people. So I think fashion is like a fun place for us to play with this kind of stuff because it does say so much about us to other people, or at least we think it does. Um, and we just want to let it be a natural, unthought through expression rather than trying to mastermind it as this like image that we're creating for others rather than for ourselves. And I think it's it's an area, I love that you say it's a, an easy, just like a fun area for us to kind of play with this mechanism because it's also kind of being able to know your sort of role in this world like i know that i'm someone that isn't a curator of fashion you know what i mean there's people who are sort of tastemakers they're designed to be sort of tastemakers and this is going to be cool and that's going to be cool but that doesn't mean that i mean i had a fashion influencer era where it obviously wasn't aligned and didn't work out for me because i'm not naturally that person so it's mm. like knowing it's an area where you can kind of see oh know yourself I am someone that is meant to sort of look to maybe curators or experts or people who are really good at this world and just be able to use my own authority and say this is meant to be in my closet this is meant to be in my closet and um, having been someone who's gone from never never ever um, repeating an outfit to now loving repeating an outfit because I love to me I love to look at a shirt and say oh this is a shirt I wore at this event or this shirt has a story because I was wearing it when this happened to me and I've worn it when this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me that to me has now been my authentic 
um, sort of relationship to fashion. That's what I've come to. And so I think it is just like looking at if you are someone who is a curator, I think it would be so cool even just thinking about the future of fashion and creating a world that is, you know, more an uh, industry that's more environmentally conscious and actually better for our world. I think it would be so cool to be like someone who is a tastemaker in fashion and curating your own sort of rent the runway concept where you're curating these outfits and then people can come to you as the tastemaker and say, oh, maybe I'll be a subscriber of their rental company because they're a curator, they're a tastemaker, they're pulling together. Or maybe, you know, there's small fashion designers that they maybe don't have the money to create large production, large quantity of things, but they can partner with someone who is a curator who has like maybe a subscription model that they can have their short run or their small line of clothing that isn't a hundred units of one item is just a couple units of one item that people can consume and then they are able to thrive in that way. I think we just, we need to think about more creative ways of being able to still hold on to the unique expression that is fashion, but do it in a way that is more aligned for us and for obviously our planet. Well, the answer is that we don't even need to collectively have this conversation. We just right. need everyone to do what they feel like doing. So for most of us whose fashion is not our business, it's just pleasure, right? That's the reason why I say it's a fun place to play with because you the margin of error to your real to your life is not you're not really gonna mess something hugely up, right? Okay. So that's a place where most of us sit. And then if you're in that industry, and also, if you feel passionate about sustainable, then you're the people that are supposed to be doing stuff with sustainability. If that's not your thing, then you curate or you predict. There are people who are really good at predicting what's coming next and you'll predict the next trends. Um, and, you know, there are some people who love trends and that's great, too. And the actual following of human collective behavior is exciting to them, whether consciously or unconsciously. So it's not that trends are ever going to go away. It's just like it's about it's a, it's like everything. How do we relate to them? Why are we doing them? What's the intention behind it? So the more people start to just do what they actually feel like doing and believing that that can be a success because it's your alignment rather than trying to fit into the current way, that's how the new way shapes itself. It shapes itself around us and all the puzzle pieces fit next to each other. Like you were saying, the person with a small run and the great curator of sustainability they help each other and that's what creates a, a a very successful industry for all parts involved so the very reassuring thing i find about this just like i find everything about the future reassuring is that it will reveal itself to us we don't have to have the answers we just have to do what we feel is and i keep saying aligned but you know to be really really specific we really have to do what feels right in our souls even if we can't explain why especially when we can't explain why especially when we can't fit it into the current framework of what's logical and what works because what is currently logical and working is not going to be logical or working in the future so it's like we're trying to retroactively fit in rather than trust that we are going to discover a whole new way of being that soon will be the norm and how much better to be surprised and delighted by what we can creatively come up with based on not just our minds, but what the universe is actually making us do 
Um, and that that's so much more of a fulfilling way to live. So it's the same in fashion. The mechanics of creating a new fashion is not that we need to have. And of course, there are people who are in charge of having discussions about fashion and they care about the ethics and they care about the logic. But that's also an understanding of, again, everyone is allocated to play their perfect role in it, whether you're just a simple consumer, whether you care about the ethics, whether you're a maker, whether you're a curator, whether you're a trend predictor, um, or whether you just love to run around naked and, you know, in the desert. It, it's whatever is your thing, do your thing. I find that so comforting in every conversation that we've had about, you know, new paradigm or, you know, I think we often think, oh, we're going to tear down these structures that aren't serving as, and it kind of can feel like this scary process, but it really is. I knew you were going to go there with it. And it's so comforting when you share that, where it's like, just play your role Mm -hmm. from the creator, like from the role of the creator, do it in your aligned way from the role of the consumer, which is more me, do it in my way. And there is a, a girl who is more the person who is cares about the ethics, understands sustainability, and is sharing her opinion a lot about it that has played a role in me reshaping my opinion of it. But that doesn't mean that I need to go be a um, vocal advocate for sustainability and ethics in the fashion industry. But simply her being her and vocally sharing that has helped me adjust my behaviors around it. So exactly what you're saying is do your bit. And then mm-hmm. from the inside out, these structures will reform around us. And just to bring this back to, this is a perfect example of doing what's easy for you and you sharing your gifts elevates everybody else because for you to try and do exactly what she's doing wouldn't be your path in this life. So that's why you're benefiting from somebody else doing her gifts and just like the way you do your gifts benefits other people. And so she's not trying to be you, you're not trying to be her, but look how every single person is just improving the quality of the way that you live and the way that you see life. But that doesn't mean you have to be the same way. It just means that we trust in the perfect allocation of everybody doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing and sharing it with other people because it becomes like a free elevation to everyone that it reaches. 